Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert, and this is Saturday Night Live. It's always good to be back live on a uh, on a Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? We've we've totally changed the game for a lot of people. Back in the day, it was people getting ready to go out around nine o'clock, getting ready to pregame it up, get a little twisted. You know what I'm saying? But now we have people, you know, in the house, in their jammies, chilling. You know what I mean? Getting comfortable, ready to listen to uh, some real advice, listen to some uh, entertaining advice, and uh, you know that's what we're gonna do on uh, on, on tonight. You know, we live in uh, a society where, unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of players, uh, there are a lot of dogs, a lot of uh, a lot of guys out there who are uh, spending a great deal of time, who who are passionate about manipulating, lying to, stringing along, you know, playing with the emotions of, you know, cheating, things like that. Uh, you know, just really what I say, in many cases, not all, but in many cases, unsuspecting, uh, naive women. And so what we want to do tonight, and not even tonight, and if you notice, you know, over the last several uh, months or so, or even last couple months, we've been doing a lot of shows that pertain to probably more uh, so than ever than over the last 10 or so years that I've been doing this. Just kind of like, you know, we obviously we focus more, our passion is more for helping women, uh, you know, identifying behaviors that are detrimental to their overall, you know, search for love. But we do want to, in 2014, increase uh, the amount of time that we that we help not not focus on the men, but focus on helping women understand the signs of how to spot a low down dirty bastard. If you heard that last classic show, uh, how to spot a jive turkey. You know what I'm saying? Like those types of shows. Uh, the other night we talked about uh, DMX's classic song, uh, What They Want, where we talked about how to avoid dealing with a thug and uh, just the mentality of a thug and, and men who uh, embrace the thuggish lifestyle in regards to dating and relationships. So well, you'll see more and more of that uh, in 2014 because we really, I mean, you know, it's it's way too many single moms out here. It's way too many abortions out here. It's way too many broken households out here. So we really want to take some time and to help you guys, you know, be proactive about avoiding this type of behavior, avoiding these types of uh, negative individuals. So tonight's going to be no different. Uh, we, we're, on tonight, we're going to talk about uh, the player stage. You guys know in my uh, all throughout my career I've been talking about this, and whether it's uh, my classic two-disc CD, What Women Need to Know But Don't Want to Hear, there's a whole, which is my, uh, my first audio book. Uh, definitely check that out if you haven't already gotten it. But we talk a lot about in there um, the you know, the three stages that men go through. I'll even get into it a little bit more in my new book coming out this summer, um, How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man in 365 Days or Less. We're going to talk about the three stages. Obviously, if you guys have been listening, the dog stage, the player stage, and the ready-to-settle-down stage, right? So if, we, if you know, if you missed, what was it, I want to say about a month or two ago, uh, me, Courtney, Marv, we did a class at Keeping It Real Fridays on you know, just how to identify this, the symptoms and the signs that you're dealing with someone in the dog stage. So we don't want to do that show again because that's going to be an all-time uh, reference point for people to go to and say, hey, look, you know, how do I know if I'm dealing with a dog? How do I know what to look for? Bam, you already got a whole three-hour show of literally the realest information possible. And that's what we want to do tonight on part two of our three-part special on the three stages of men. If you guys missed the overall show where we talked about all three stages on a classic all-star edition of Barbershop Talk with me, 
Gerald, Dre, Virgil. Like it was a lot of classic, uh, uh, classic information given on, on that particular show. But tonight we really just want to hone in and focus on the player stage. We want to talk about first of all what it is. All right, what it looks like on a Saturday night when a man is going out. What what is going on in his mind when he says, "I'm gonna get out." Here and I'm gonna be a player. What like what is he doing? What what's his reasoning for that? What's the rationale behind it? How does that affect you? How does that relate to you? You know how can you identify when that guy you have a date with tomorrow after church for brunch? You know and you know is he in the player stage or is he viewing you as his future wife? So we're gonna talk about so many different things tonight uh, pertaining to the player stage. So uh, all that being said. Uh, tonight, obviously, we're live, Saturday Night Live. Definitely feel free to call in with any types of questions, comments, feedback, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad, any questions or uh, thoughts or, uh, or or anything. In fact, tonight, we're actually going to be addressing some, some advice questions that you guys sent in via Facebook, some questions that you guys sent in through uh, AskDadon at trctoday.com. That's where you can send all your, your situations and your questions if you want to hear them discussed here on the show. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Courtney is here with me tonight as always. Courtney, what's going on with you? Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm feeling good tonight. You you okay? You feeling all right? Yeah, I'm feeling great. Feeling you you sound kind of relaxed over there. What's going on? What you, what you sipping on something? <laughs> what, you, what you got going on? All right. All right. Uh, no, it's not, it's not what you think. It's just, you know, I'm real chill today. It's Saturday night. Right. I got everything out the way, you know, errands and stuff. So I'm just kind of chilling. Chilling. Chilling like a villain. All right. No, that's what's <laughs> up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel good, man. I feel good this evening. Aside from the fact that my basement got flooded out today, but, you know, the devil tried to shut us out. You know what I mean? Try to shut us down. But, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's a blessing, though. You know what I mean? I went downstairs to go let my dog, uh, go feed my dog, I go down in the basement, I, it's a freaking puddle. I'm like, what the heck? You know what I'm saying? I Like, up to my freaking ankles. So I got a little, I had a little job I was working on uh, prior to the show. I got a little job I'll be working on after the show, but the show must go on. Ain't that right, Courtney? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I got Courtney here to help me, uh, you know, shovel the... You know what I'm saying? The water down the drain and all that. Get down on on her knees and uh, you know, help out, help out with the fam. I appreciate that, Courtney. Good looking. Um, you know what I'm saying? Courtney's like, yeah, okay, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I'm excited though. Uh, we we we're coming off one of uh, what's being called, and I know we say this has become you know over the last eight or so years very cliche but one of the realest shows ever, which is really a testament to the direction that we're going in. But, you know, when you really think about it, Courtney, I mean, how can you get realer than doing a show entitled What What These Bitches Want From a Nigga, where in regards to how to get into the mind of a thug, how to understand the actions, the thoughts, the, you know, how to avoid being caught in that web, you know what I mean? Which and a lot of people hit me up like, "Wow, you know, I didn't expect that from you." You know, just hearing that show that you know they 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 thought we went back to 2008, 2007, 2006, but you know, no, it's still 2014, Daydon. But at the same time, everything's still from a biblical perspective. But 
You know, if you're going to reach people, you sometimes you got to go where they're at. And, you know, unfortunately, everybody isn't ironing their clothes for church tomorrow. Everybody isn't uh, reading their Bible on a Saturday night. Unfortunately, some people are entertaining those text messages from that thug nigga. Some people are getting smashed off tonight. You know what I'm saying? So if we can reach some of those people who are on their way to the club tonight, who will be playing the let out tonight, who will be getting gripped up on the arm saying, yo, B, come here real quick. No, I'm sorry. I'm spoken for it. I don't want anything to do with you. F you that B. Like, we want to avoid that. You know what I'm saying? And there's specific ways. So hopefully, uh, you know, you guys understood why I did that in the way that I did it. And um, shout out to everybody who, who reached out to uh, thank me and, and Courtney for that. Courtney, just real quick, any, um, you know, particular feedback on that show? Um, <laughs> definitely, I mean, it can't, it's, it's pretty hard for anybody or anything to get realer than what we did. What was that, uh, Tuesday night or something? Yeah, I mean, that was a very, very good show. Yeah, I um, had people saying that, you know, they enjoyed the show, and, you know, they also, like myself at one point, really liked the song. Like, you know, when it first came out, it had a real catchy beat and all that stuff. We, we used to, you know, that used to be the song, but they were saying that, you know, they didn't think about just how deep it was and really listen to the lyrics, and so they were glad that they tuned in this night. Absolutely. I was... uh Speaking of somebody, she said, you know, she didn't listen to that particular show because she felt like it didn't pertain to her. I said, listen, every show pertains to you, and every every show pertains to everybody. That's what people need to realize. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you're white, you're black, you're old, you're young. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Every show can benefit somebody, and that's the most important thing. All right? Don't miss any shows. Even if you have to go back and, you know what I'm saying, listen two, three weeks later, you know, don't don't miss it. Don't, like, even a show like tonight, you know what I'm saying? Like, who can't relate to dealing with somebody in the player stage? Who doesn't want to know how to avoid being cheated on, how to avoid being strung along, what that, you know, what the reason for that is? Not the Ebony magazine, the Essence magazine reason for why men cheat, but I'm talking about the real reasons why men cheat, the real reasons that uh, men don't put rings on the fingers on, the real reason men are still having sex with their exes and, and, and out here searching on a Saturday night, even though they have a good woman at home. So we want to talk about those things in the realest way possible. We don't want to make excuses for it, but we just want to talk about it and give you guys as women the information, the knowledge, the empowerment to avoid it from happening to you, and that way you can um, get what you ultimately want want out of uh, uh, a life. Now, again, like I said, the phone lines are open all night, man. A lot of stuff that's going on in the the, uh, Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show group, a lot of good posts. Let me just say real quick, man, you guys are the best. Continue doing what you're doing. I mean, you, I, I, mean I don't talk about it a lot, but literally, where else can you wake up every morning and see at least 20 to 30 scriptures from people who are literally on fire for Jesus Christ every single morning? I'm not talking about complaining. I'm not talking about sex jokes. I'm not talking about horoscopes. I'm talking about seeing at least, I mean, dozens and dozens of people every single morning and even throughout the day on fire for Jesus Christ. That is unheard of. That is, and I would really go even as far to say there is no other group on all of Facebook that does what we do. And I can say that with all certainty. Can Is that something you can agree with? Yes, 100%. There is no other group like like ours. I mean, it's not. It really isn't. 
Yeah, something special, man. So, but but again, that's all a testament to you. We had a psycho in there who tried to call it, who tried to uh, post some dumb stuff in there. You know what I mean? Like, listen, guys, and I don't even want to like 2014. No, no foolishness of any kind will be tolerated. Bottom line, the group is for Christians. If you're not a Christian, you probably don't belong in there. Period. You know what I mean? Like, that's just you know, it's not okay. Let's debate about X, Y. No, it's you know, you're in the wrong group for that. You know what I mean? It's about friends of the Data on Tolbert show. If if you if you don't like me, then you don't belong in there. If I don't like you, you're not going to be in there. I mean that's that's all it is. You know what I mean? It's just that's it. It's not so, somebody <laughs> This chick after I kicked her out of the group, she said she said I, she said a whole bunch of stupid stuff, but she said, I feel like I'm being discriminated against. I said, Well then file a Facebook lawsuit. You know what I mean? Call the Facebook EEOC. You know what I mean? Like, file a lawsuit and, you know, sue me, you know, because I kicked you out of the friends of the day. I mean, just foolishness, man. Foolishness. You laughing over there. Why are you laughing, Courtney? Oh, man, just there. Call the Facebook EEOC. That was just funny to me. I don't know. Wow. Oh, man. Guys, understand, people are still hitting me up about the other night when we went in, um, I think it was, at, what, last Sunday, when we talked about the Gabby uh, Gabrielle Union and, and Dwayne Wade situation, when we talked about Beyonce and the whole drunken love, that is coming up on being one of the highest rated shows of all time. You know, so many people around the world uh, have tuned into the archives of that show. Many people listen live. That, I, and it's, which is really great because which really tell, says a lot. We, and, you know, we've done some all time classics, but that is like. You know the ratings of that one are off the chain. So where, you know, I told you guys, some shows everybody tunes in. Other shows they're just for the archives. They're just for you know for the knowledge purposes. And whoever gets the knowledge, they get the knowledge. But um, you know, and we will you know we'll give you a mixture of both. Uh, but I did want to touch on again today. Um, you know, we were talking. I posted on last night. Uh, I said so. D Wade, Dwayne Wade, was smashing Gabrielle Union raw, meaning with no condom. Okay, and smashing his jump off raw, resulting in her getting pregnant. I said, and we wonder why HIV and other STDs are so rampant in the black community. All right, and it's <laughs> surprisingly, you know, I say a lot of stuff on Facebook, but you know, that was not one of the things that I expected to get, you know, a couple hundred thumbs up. You know what I mean? I was actually. You know, very surprised about that. Uh, that many women gave that the thumbs up. Usually, uh, I, historically, I found that when I speak about things like abortion, you know, epidemics like HIV, you know, in the black community, uh, you know, unfortunately, black women tend to not uh, support that vocally and publicly. Um, is you know, with the thumb up, with the comments and things like that, just because it is one of those topics that does require self reflection and examination. But a lot of people uh, seem to be feeling that post, and um, you know it's just unfortunate that you know. I, and I want people to if you're gonna you know, people are gonna talk about it, they're gonna talk about it regardless. So I look at it like if you're gonna talk about, it, I mean you know let's talk about it. You know Gabby and and D Wade, those th- that is an excellent, you know, and maybe more of an excellent, uh, a more excellent celebrity example. Of what it, you know, of it, what's indicative of what's going on in the black community on a large scale. You know, you do have a lot of men in that player stage, which clearly he was in. 
You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, you know, they were separated. It's not about being separated. It's not about taking a break. It's about where that that man's mind is. See, what you got to realize is, let me just say, now we, we really touched on it the other night, but I want to go a little bit deeper tonight just in regards to, uh, you know, how to spot that player, or I should say that man in the player stage. That's a perfect example. See, ladies, listen. I know it seems like it would be okay. I know it seems justifiable. Oh, they were broken up. It's not about that. When a man loves you, when a man is in the ready-to-settle-down stage, if you go through something, he's not running to another woman. He's going to be on your door, at your door, banging your door down, trying to get you to come to the door, calling you up, texting you, say, hey, look, let's work this out. Hey, I want to be with you. I'm not trying to hit the clubs. It's not F you, no F you. I'm going to go call up so-and-so and have her over at the crib on your side of the bed, put your picture in the in the nightstand face, face down, you know, and then put somebody else on the nightstand face down. That's not what he's going to be doing. He's going to be trying to get you back and focus on your relationship. So it doesn't matter if he's uh, y'all broken up or together. It matters where his mind is at. It matters how he views you, okay? No one is going to be with you, let you go out and potentially do the same thing he's doing, and then come back to you not knowing what you did, knowing what he did with somebody else, and then be like, oh, okay, let's spend the rest of our lives together. He doesn't want to be with you if that happens. I'm not saying that it won't work out or it won't last, you know, another five, six, ten, whatever years. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he doesn't want to be with you. A lot of ladies got to understand there are a lot of men in the player stage who are looking and looking and looking and looking and looking and looking and looking. And in today's society, finding a great woman worthy of marrying is extremely few and far between. So just because he says, oh, what the hell, I'll marry her, that doesn't necessarily mean that he wants to be with her. Maybe D-Wade says, hmm, I'm getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah, you know, yeah, I could play my hand. Yeah, I'm Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I was on people's most beautiful women like 10 years ago, or people, you know, most, you know, 10 years ago, whatever. But, you know, maybe I don't want to start over. Maybe I might as well just marry Gabby. You know, maybe I do want somebody a little who looks a little bit different. What the heck? Right? But, you know what I'm saying, sometimes it just happens like that. What are your thoughts on that? That's so true. That is so true. I think a lot of times we um, we think that just because someone's married that, you know, it's it's the best situation. You know, a lot of women look at that as being like the ultimate prize. Or, oh, you got married, so you live happily ever after and everything is peachy. But that's not really the, you know, the case all of the time. And so I'm glad that you brought that up just in regards of, in regards to the mentality of a man because that's something we as women, you know, we're unaware of. So, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about it. Right. It's deep. It's definitely deep. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of times women, they want to make excuses. They want to say, oh, no, what the heck? You know, it's not. It, that's not what it is. But, no, that is what it is. He just doesn't want to be with you. He just wants to be with somebody else. But... For whatever reason, he said, you know what, I'm going to ride it out. And I believe that's what happened with the D-Wade, with the Gabby situation. And, uh, you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, I guess time will tell. But just as easily as she, the, the jump off got pregnant, just as easily as that could have been HIV, just as easily as that could have been passed on. You know what I'm saying? Like we could be hearing a whole – D-Wade could be Magic Johnson right now. Gabby could be Cookie. I mean, am I lying? No. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, just as easily. 
he could be making an announcement just like Magic had to make, what, 20 years ago saying, you know, uh, unfortunately, I decided I wanted to smash a, uh, you know, a whore raw. And, uh, you know, not only did it result in a baby, but I am going to have to, you know, uh, retire from the NBA because I've contracted HIV. You know, just like Matt, I saw that live. I grew up with that. I saw that live. A lot of people think stuff like that can't happen. I saw it happen. Just like y'all watch ESPN now, I turned on ESPN one day, NBC News, and Magic Johnson was up there having to retire from the NBA because he uh, contracted HIV from some hoe. And Cookie was standing up there looking with a sad face. That could easily be D-Wade. It could easily be you, ladies. Talking about men in the dog stage right now. I mean, excuse me, the player stage. That could be you, Courtney. Keep it real back in the day. Yes. That could have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, we're keeping it real tonight, man. We're going to keep it honest. You know, at this point in 2014, I mean, you know, like I said, I've been on the air for 10 years. You know, I started doing that uh, in, a, in a very low, uh, small station here in Philly, 88.1 FM, WPB. Shout out to everybody who gave me my first my first start in radio. You know, but, I mean, this is, this is you know, some of y'all have been with me for that long, right? I mean, think about that. Time is running out. At what age do you, do you really stop and say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with somebody in the player stage. I am going to trust God, and I am going to wait for uh, God to bless me with, with love. That's what we got to talk about. <laughs> now, this is funny. I wasn't even aware of this, but I, you know, some, I think somebody posted it in the group, and I did a little bit of research. Evidently, Courtney Gabrielle Union is, is giving relationship advice in, in, in magazines. What, what's the meaning of this? Are you familiar with that? I saw that today. I didn't know that prior to um, today, but I saw it. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like, I spoke about it was a joke, but it turns out that it's, it's real. So I, that's amazing to me. I don't know. I feel like um, people are, are, you know, putting her on this pedestal um, as if she has, you know, the best life and, you know, the best situation. And it's just, it's really setting black women back, her advice that I, I saw. So, yeah. Right, right. I mean, you really got to look at, you know, look at it for what it is. I mean, you know, the Bible speaks about all of this stuff. You already know what I'm about to read to y'all. But, I mean, but just before I do that, I mean, you really got to look at it. You know, we went from having people, you know, back in the day seeking out, you know, pastors and reverends, ministers, you know, spiritual advisors, different things like that. Like, that's what people used to do. But now we have comedians, you know, which is the ultimate hypocrisy. I mean, you got comedians giving relationship advice. You got more comedians. You got transvestites. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got gay pe- gay men giving relationship advice. for Like, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, you know, Public jump offs, like celebrity jump offs, giving advice, uh, people in open relationships, giving dating and relationship advice. I mean, it's just an absolute mockery. It's buffoonery. It's it's foolishness. And we really need to, you know, acknowledge what the word says about that. Because as you know, back in the day, there were grandfathers, there were fathers who, you know, uncles, even, you know, that dude on the block who, you know, women could just go to and, and, and trust. 
not have to worry about them touching them at night. Now, we talked the other night about how so many uh, women, you know, nowadays are being molested and, and raped and abused. And, and as a result, they are seeking out these weirdos like Steve Harvey, like Wendy Williams, like Gabrielle Union for relationship advice. It's absolutely ridiculous. The, but the Bible, uh, it, it, you know, confirms it. You know, it says right here over in Second Timothy 4.3, it says, For a time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers who will tell them what their itching ears want to hear. There are a lot of itching ears out there, guys, a lot of millions, in fact, of people in the black community who have been hurt, dogged, seeking and craving love, desperately craving love, So, and that, that creates an itch. You ever had an itch that you just can't scratch? You want something so bad, you'll do whatever you can, ta- you can do to get it? Well, that's what's going on out here in the black community. The black community is so starved for love, they'll freaking take advice from Wendy Williams just for advice. They will seek out Steve Harvey, someone who, who abuses his children, someone who's cheated on his wife, someone who's been divorced, Someone like flirts with people blatantly on Family Feud, ridiculously lusting after the contestants in plain sight, you know, living vicariously through through you know so many so many of these other people that he hangs out with, you know, and people are still seeking out. That's because their ears are itching. It says, but the most important part of this scripture it says, instead, to suit their own desires. That means people really want to have sex. People deep down really want to be hoes. I mean, the, I mean, people might. A lot of, shoot, I'm sorry, I dropped my microphone here. A lot of people say that you know, well, you know, what do you mean women want to be hoes? I mean, well, a lot of women have secret sexual fantasies. Fa- excuse me, fantasies that would be by anyone considered hoish. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, who the heck is the number one author in the world, Courtney? Steve Harvey. No, well, Zane, I was, from a female standpoint. Oh, yeah, from a sexual standpoint, sorry. Yeah. Totally went on my head, yeah. Right. I mean, you got Zane, basically. Zane, for those of you who don't know, I, I uh, posted my interview with her in the friends group. Uh, you guys, many of you know, and I'm I'm really almost really embarrassed to uh, to even say this, but, you know, I was even embarrassed to post it just because you could tell, like, when I, for those of you who listened to it, when I did the interview at that time, you know, we're talking about, what, at least five, six years ago that I did that. I was in a much different place professionally, spiritually, and um, for, for whatever reason, I thought that, um, you know, for, her, for at that time, just being a young author myself, that was like the pinnacle of my career. You know what I'm saying? As far Because at that time, you know, we were having a lot of celebrity guests, and for me, as an author, what bigger celebrity guest, what better guest, more, what more influential guest could I have than what, who is known as regarded as the number one author in the black community right now? And even for the last, really forever, you know what I mean? Like no one sells more books than Zane. And so unfortunately, now that I see things clearly, you know, that's part of the problem. Because when you look at who's buying those books, it ain't black men. It ain't white women. It's black women. Well, what does Zane write about? I've read many of Zane's books. If you look at it, there, there's a lot of freaky stuff. There's not just freaky stuff. There's a lot of hoish stuff. 
you go to a laundromat to do some laundry, you know, late at night, you know, and you end up meeting someone, you have end up having sex with them at 3 o'clock in the morning at a laundromat in the middle of the hood. I mean, I don't know in what book, like, that, that's not hoish behavior. But yet millions of black women have bought this and lusted after it and uh, journeyed down into the bottom sock drawer and had a nice Friday, Saturday night. You understand that? We're talking about millions of books sold. Go Google how many books Addicted has sold. How many copies are in print of Addicted? We're talking about over a million. They were supposed to be making a movie about it, but what I, I guess what my point is you can't have that type of influence. You can't have that type of, um, you know, that, that type of lust circulating around and not expect men in the player stage to target those women, seek them out, and exploit them. Because, again, it's, the Bible confirms this, everything that I'm saying, to suit their own desires. Zane was up there giving relationship advice. Ask Zane. Go to her Facebook right now. She defriended me a while ago when I started telling the truth about her. But if you guys can, go to her page. She, takes it, she does advice questions. Someone who encourages black women to go to a movie theater you know, with no panties on and end up just having sex on the back row of a movie theater with a complete stranger. And then we have the audacity to question why the black community is what it is. Well, look at our black leaders. Look at the people who follow Steve Harvey. Look at the people who follow Zane. Look at all the people who look up to Wendy Williams, Monique, uh, all this other, you know, these other people who are not about anything. Where are the black leaders who take a stand for Jesus Christ? Where are they, Courtney? Nowhere. I should say nowhere, but hard to find. They're not in, you know, in the public eye. The Bible says, for a time will come. Guess what, God? The time is here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel you. You know, you were right, but that time is here. It ain't, ain't coming. It's here. It says when people will not put up with sound doctrine, they don't, meaning they don't want to hear the truth. But because they want to be freaks and hoes, they will, uh, they will surround themselves with a great number of teachers, a great number of talk show hosts, a great number of advice columnists, radio show personalities who will tell them what their itching ears want to hear. That is one of my favorite scriptures of all time that 100% describes and explains what's going on out here in the community. All right. What did, let's go into. I, I did a little bit of research on what she was talking about. This, this is the type of stuff that Gabrielle Union is, is telling, and we wonder. And we're going to talk about players. Don't get me wrong. We're going to talk about that. But she says this is a listing of her advice. She says, "Do these are the do's and don'ts. Forget your type. Okay. Basically saying don't you know whatever you think your your type is, whatever your standards are. Forget about that. You know, just kind of do what you want to do." Don't write off an X without thinking it through. Don't uh, do let your partner off the hook. I don't even know what that means. Do indulge in your inner freak. I know someone else who in that. I think Zane said something exactly the same exact thing on that interview when I did. That's the same advice she gives. Indulge in your inner freak. Guys, listen to this show. Not only do you listen to the show, you know what I say, you know what you know the men say about that type of hoish behavior, but more importantly, you know what the Bible says. 
Courtney, do you think that Jesus Christ would advise black women to indulge in their inner freak? I'm just curious. No, not at all. That that will cause you to be viewed, you know, the opposite way that you, you would like. It wouldn't give you the results that you want. Like men are going to look at you as a jump off, not as a wife. See, this is this is... And this is I'm so excited. I was excited when I saw when I heard about this. I was excited about when I heard about the fact that she gives advice just because it gives me an opportunity to talk about what's really going on. And it you know, it, we we talk a lot about, you know, how to avoid being a jump off, how to avoid being strung along, how to avoid getting your heart broken. And it's interesting because Gabrielle Union literally gives you a <clears throat> a blueprint on how to get dogs a blueprint on how to not become a wife. I mean, look at it. Every single thing on this list, guys, understand, is the opposite of what black women should do. This is so amazing. You have black women out here who really think that they know how black men think. I mean, it, and I tell women this all the time through pri- private counseling, If 99.9% of the time, if you stop and think and say, hmm, I'm going to try to think like a man 99.9% of the time. You're going to end up thinking the opposite of what we're actually thinking. And this is, a, I mean, she really, you could tell she sat down and gave this some thought. What do we always say? Respect yourself. If you want to be a wife, you got to respect your body. Don't be a freak. You know, she says to indulge in her inner freak. Well, see, what y'all don't realize, what she didn't tell you, is that men don't marry their, their, the women who are the freaks. They have sex with the freak. That's why Dwayne Wade went and smashed off someone else who has a crazy body. She was a freak. She probably did ten more, like so much more stuff than she even did. She has a ten times better, more voluptuous body than Gabrielle Union does. What women don't understand, you can't. If you want to be a wife, not only can you not compete with the freaks, you shouldn't want to. We don't want women to to be freaks. We want respectable women. Now, yes, it's good to please your husband, but that's not being a freak. A man, if if he is dealing with you because of the freaky things you do or have done, eventually he will get tired of those things and he will seek out a better freak, a younger freak, a better looking freak. Okay? You can never be the best freak. How are you going to be a 40-year-old freak? Still doing the same things you did when you were 25. It doesn't happen. For all that, Dwayne Wade, he'll go get a 25-year-old freak, just like he did. Jay-Z, Beyonce really thinks all that that, that twerking, that, that weird stuff she be doing. She's like 50. You know, I mean, sir, I mean, and if she's not 50 now, clearly she's not 50 now, but she will be soon. She will be eventually. Jay-Z's going to be out there, you know, looking for getting a younger Beyonce. You understand? It's it all, and it's already happening. Beanie Siegel already said, "I know stuff that make Beyonce look at you funny." He already said that. He put Jay on blast. He said, "Look, you gonna try to play me?" He said, "I trust." He said, "He said I know you." He said, "I know stuff that has Beyonce looking at you funny." I wonder what he's talking about. Is it could it be the hoes that Jay Z was knocking off on tour? Could it be the 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 <laughs> The homosexual acts Jay-Z has participated in that nobody seems to want to act like they, they don't know. But You know what I'm saying? All this stuff happens. Anyone who knows about the industry knows all that stuff. This dude walking around with skinny jeans on. You know what I mean? Talking about something young, screaming out young. Yeah, you're getting, yeah, you already know. Young what? 
40 years old, 50, 50 years old, talking about some young ho, young hover. He finally stopped saying it. I mean, at what point, you know what I'm saying? I'm just asking, at what point do you not become, you become not young hover? You know, forget the fact that he's blaspheming the name of Christ, you know, making a mockery of Jehovah, the most high God. Forget that. I mean, this dude is calling himself young and he's like 50 years old. Where, where they do that at? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Let's talk about what else is going on. <laughs> what a, indulge in your inner freak, ladies. That that will uh, not only attract the players, but that will get you dogged. I mean, I don't. Th- I mean, we don't need to. You know, I don't think we need to beat, beat that into the ground. Do be friends with an ex, as long as you're not doing it to know that you still got it. That is, I mean, listen, you got you guys listen to the show. You know you listen to the show. You you we just did a show on how to avoid being placed in the friend zone. Like we just did that show last week and you sat there and heard us talking about the effects of having a friend with benefits or or being friends with an ex. You know, or keeping anyone in your life who is a non-platonic friend of any of any sort. No one will marry you. Ladies, I'm telling you right now, go through your phones. If you have any exes, if you have anyone who texts you, if you have anyone in your life who is a non-platonic friend, if they flirt with you, if they want to have sex with you, if they've already had sex with you, you will be single indefinitely and only attract men in the player stage. I don't know how else to say it. Go like right now. Everybody pick up your pick up your phone. Okay? Pick up your phone, unlock it, swipe it to unlock it, click on messaging, okay? Go to messages, scroll down, and if there's any men in there texting you, right? Look Okay, you you see, you're scrolling through, you're scrolling through, you see all the men who text you, go back, click on the call log. If you have missed calls or answered calls from someone from your past, right now, stop what you're doing, look at your left uh, ring finger, and you will see it's empty. That is why. If you want a ring, you will get rid of the exes, the friends, all those guys hitting you up around this time of night, seeing what you're doing. It's not enough to ignore them. If you ignore them, they will come back eventually, just like that mouse that you tried to ignore just by going into your kitchen with the lights off. Just because you go into the kitchen with the lights off don't mean the mouse ain't there. It's still there. Turn, you know what I mean? Come on. Y'all know what it's like. Don't act like you never saw a mouse in your apartment before. Walking around with a flashlight on. Nah, just turn the lights on. Just clean your crib, that's all. People act like they stuff don't stink. Come on, like y'all never seen a mouse. Like y'all never had a player calling you for some sex on a Saturday night. You had to, come on, Courtney, keep it honest. You know the ladies ain't going to call in on that. You, so I got to I gotta use you for the example. You know what it's like to have somebody hit you up on a Saturday night specifically for some, uh, excuse me, I was about to go backwards, for some <laughs> sex. I was about to go back to 2006. I, I, know. I know what it's like. Yes, I've experienced that before. Um, just, yeah, being hit up. And it's uh, the first question is always, you know, what are you doing? It's like that's, you know, the icebreaker. And it's always, it's obvious, like, that, that man wants sex
You know, he doesn't want to take you out or anything like that, but he's calling you on a Saturday night. It's not because he wants a relationship with you. It's just that he's trying to set something up with you for that night. Right. So I can relate to that. Absolutely. I can relate to it, too, because I was the one making the calls. You know what I mean? That's how I can relate to it. That's one of the reasons why we're the perfect one-two punch, whether it's from this show, whether it's from counseling, you know, we, you know, whatever you want to do, you just want to be entertained, you want to get the knowledge, you want to change your life from a counseling perspective. Courtney has been there. I've been there. We give advice. We do this show from personal experience one way or the other. There's nothing, you will never hear anything like this ever before us, and there will never be anything like this ever in the future. Enjoy it while you can. You understand that? Because the list level of realness is unprecedented. It's unprecedented, period. And that's what we got to focus on, giving advice, not from going to school for a million years and, oh, I have a doctorate in this. You know, I, I stuck my book in a, uh, my head in a, a book for, for, you know, for five years, so now I have a, this Ph.D. Nah, I, you know, listen, you got you to gotta experience this stuff personally, and it is what it is. Now, she also goes, and I see some calls online. We'll take some calls in five seconds. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Six four six. Get them. Get your questions ready. We're taking calls tonight. We're taking questions tonight. You know, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it honest. We're gonna break some chains. Get some people delivered. Get you guys out of. Get you know. If you think, put it like this. If you think you're dealing with a player right now, a man in the player stage, I want to hear from you. Six four six two zero 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 three six. You're not sure. You want to know for sure. You know who you are. Call in. I'll tell you. You know I'll tell you. Definitively, press one on your keyboard. I will tell you, yes, he does not want you. Some people don't want to hear that. I had to tell someone that yesterday. I said, he does not want you. She said, yo, I, she said, I wanted to hang up on you. She said, I didn't like the fact that you said that. That hurt to hear. I said, well, that's cool. You know, but now that you, you heard it, what you going to do? You know, are you going to stay or are you going to leave? And that's what this is all about. What else does Gabby say? She says, uh, <laughs> and this is, this is, you know, the whole thing is ridiculous, including this, but this is one of the more, uh, the less, <laughs> I don't even know how you would phrase that. It's not as ridiculous as some of the other stuff that she said in this article. But she says, do fully disclose your sexual, or excuse me, your relationship history, your, which pretty much means your sexual history. That's what, I mean, that's what she meant. Now, boy, if, if you guys... Get some time, and you you know you're a newer listener. Go back through the archives and listen to our show. I think that me and Gerald did. I don't. I mean, it might have been Courtney, uh, but I know there was a show that I did on your sexual number. If you Google it, you'll probably see the the flyer with Justin Timberlake and the you know and the and the chick on there. You know, talking about your sexual number, and that we did a whole show on what your sexual number says about you and about your chances of, of being found by the man that God has for you. One of our more, and I, I, you know, I hate this word, but I will call it controversial shows only because it's, you know, it's, you know, you don't hear anyone talking about, it's like this taboo thing. It's like, oh, how many men have you slept with? Like nobody talks about that. You know, you know, even when you hear people talking about marriage and relationships and why men aren't committing, you never hear men, or anyone talking about, well, how many men has this uh, woman let run up in her as if that's not a factor when, when uh, dealing with these men looking for wives, when in reality it, it plays a huge factor, it's a huge role. Uh, 
Now, here's the thing that we gotta we gotta uh, talk about in regards to that. She says to disclose your relationship history. It, yes, disclose your relationship history. You you know, men want to know where you've been. They want to know what you've done. You do not understand. You do not have to uh, necessarily reveal your sexual history, but in in revealing your relationship history, we as men will take an internal tally of the obvious ones, and then we'll add about five. You know what I'm saying? If you're like, oh, yeah, so how long you been single? Well, you know, I was I was engaged for so-and-so years, and, you know, it didn't work out, and, you know, that was like a couple years ago, so I've just been single doing me. So, bam, there's one. You know, you go backwards, and go, well, okay, well, dang, how long were you single before that? Well, no, I was with so-and-so there, you know, bam, there's two. Uh, well, you know, back in college, my first boyfriend, bam, there's the virginity, there's one. So we're already up to three. Well, yeah, and then after college, you know, I dated this dude, da-da-da. We won't even say anything about it. But in revealing your relationship history, a lot of y'all are going to tell us just on your own as over the course of weeks or a couple months, whatever it is, at least 10. Okay, and that's just based off of what you actually tell us. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we got like we it's like we playing a game of spades. Like what you got? Well, I got I got five and a possible. You know what I mean? I got seven definite, right? That's what it is. Okay, so we got seven definite, you know, and three possibles. And so bam, there there's ten right there. Ladies, I'm giving I'm telling y'all what's up. So you're thinking, well, dad, okay, well, should I tell him? Should I not tell him? What's he saying? No, it doesn't. At that point, it's too late. It doesn't matter if you tell us or not. It's about not having sex. It's about keeping the number as low as possible. A lot of people, they, a lot of women, they're trying to figure out, well, how am I going to hide this? How how am I going to live life in, in a manner that, you know, he won't know how many men I've really been with? No, nah, it's, it's just about not being with that many men. That's all. Because what you got to realize is we as men have a gift of discernment. So, I mean, and I'm not, and again, you know me, I'm not, it, it is what it is. You know, again, God can make y'all, any of you guys, you know, new new beings, new creatures, but if 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 that's not, if that hasn't happened, then that's going to be a problem, right? So that's, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I agree. I think, um, you know, a lot of women that have high numbers, you know, they're reluctant to disclose that information or just even talk about it because, you know, deep down they're ashamed of it. But my thing is if if you did it, you know, it is what it is that was in the past. And so, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed of it. And to me, if you are ashamed of the things that you've done to the point where you don't want to talk about it, that just says that you haven't healed from your past and you should not be in a dating situation. So that's why it's always important just to, you know, take as much time as you need to heal from, you know, your past so that, you know, when you're with that next person, that won't even be an issue. Oh, should I say it or should I not say it? That's not even going to be on your mind. Absolutely. That's it. You know, but let's talk about it a little bit. Let's get a little deeper into it. Let's go to the phone line, 646-200-0366. Hit, see a couple calls. Uh, call from the 318 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. Tamp. 
318, are you there? 387? You're live? Okay. All right. Got look, Courtney, I mean, you know, you know we got to have at least a couple of psychos, right? I mean, I, I don't know. It, we can't be live with at least not without having at least one psycho. They hit the number one, but I see another call from the, uh, what's this? 205 area code. You guys are all welcome to call in. Don't be shy. 646 uh, is the number one on your keypad. Uh, 205, welcome to the show. Hi, Dana. Hi, Courtney. How y'all doing? Oh, what's Hello. going on? Is this, is this Latanya? Yes, this is Latanya. How y'all been doing? Good, good, Latanya. What's good. up? What's, long time no see. What's up with you? School. I just got back in school and I've been going, honestly, around this time. I usually go to bed. Or I've been going to bed early. Okay, and, and and don't I mean don't forget creeping too. I mean you don't want to leave that out, right? I mean let's be yeah. honest about you, right? Yeah, I guess uh, not creeping. No. <laughs> Creep. So what, what would what would you call it? Dating? No, I don't date. <laughs> Come on, Latanya. It's Saturday Night Live. You gotta be. If you gonna call in, you know you gotta be honest. You haven't been seeing anybody over the last couple months. Keep it real. No. You've been to no dates in, in, in two months, two, three months? No. All right, that's what's up, Latanya. You still you still good? You still been uh, – Every for those of you who don't know, Latanya's a friend to the show. She uh, The last time we spoke to her, she, she was uh, a, a proud virgin, which is which is very commendable. Can we – I just you know, I just like to, you know, is that – can we still say that? Is that still applicable? Yes, Dayton, that is. <laughs> Okay, all right. I'm just asking. You know what I mean? You, you never know. It only takes one time, you know, and that's and that's that. You know, matter of fact, I might have to hit up my man Lewis. You know what I mean? We, I might need to have a talk with Lewis. See what's up, man. You know, you don't talk to these for a little while. You know, you, you gotta you gotta check in, man. You know, it is what it is. But no, Latanya, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to hear from you. You know, uh, Courtney, that's your girl. What's going on? Any thoughts? For, any, any advice you want to give to Latanya? How to stay strong? I, well, I wanted to ask you, Latanya. I thought you were in a relationship. You, you weren't. Maybe I. Oh. Um, well, let me let me unmute her. Well, oh, is that huh? true? Uh, repeat that, Courtney. I thought that you were in a relationship. That I mistake you for someone else. I oh, you yeah, Dagan Avery. I broke up with him. Okay. Can okay. we? Pick, what happened? Well, what, what What happened? Why'd you break up? He didn't treat me right. We were together for a month, and he didn't treat me right. And I just told I took a I took a long look on, and everybody took a long look. And then it was like uh, the first first week I had broke up with the guy, and then like a week later I got rid of the a friend that uh, one of my male friends. <laughs> and it, it was just amazing. I told God I wasn't happy, and I said I need to get out. And, I got out. Gotcha. That's, you know what, Latanya? <clears throat> let me just say, it's good to hear from you, Latanya. You know, I'll say this about that. It's good to, I mean, you never want to get into a situation with somebody other than the man that God has for you. But, you know, realistically in today's society, you know, things happen. You try things out. You give different people chances. But the moment you see that that's not the person that he has for you. The moment you realize, hey, look, this is not what you know what I want it to be, what I think it's going to be, what I hope it's going to be or could be. You know, just walk away. And a lot of times, what happens 
it, it, you know, the reason why so many women stay after they recognize, and you'll hear, we have a couple of advice questions, uh, you'll hear, you know, a lot of times it's that fear of being alone. It's the fear of starting over. Well, if you guys are listen, have been listening to the best of, you know, uh, the Data on Tolbert show over the last couple of weeks or so, when you know, uh, throughout the holidays and such, one of those shows was how to overcome the lies of the enemy, um, you know, how to overcome a fear of being alone and many other attempts from Satan to uh, keep us oppressed and in many cases depressed. You know, that's that's how you do it, you know, and that's how you fall deeper into a state of depression when you stay, when you ignore that little voice in your head that says, yo, this is not – this is not it. So I have the utmost respect for Latanya. She says, "Hey, look, I got into something. You know, I, uh, you know, recognized it for what it was, and I rolled out. That's all. Nothing wrong with that." So shout out to Latanya. Uh, what else did I want to talk about tonight? I wanted to. Uh, I wanted. I, I posted on the flyer. Um, I posted on the flyer a, a picture of Little Scrappy, a picture of Peter Guns. And a picture of Stevie J. And the reason why I posted those guys, because it's interesting. You know, I never really before in, in history, in the history of television, have we seen such clear-cut, you know, textbook examples of what a man in the player stage looks like. And interestingly enough, you have three different types of players. Very interesting. You know, you have your younger, you know, thug, you know, uh, you know, into that, that street life type of, you know, aura about him in Little Scrappy. Textbook example of someone in the player stage, the epitome of a man in the player stage as shown, as outlined on Loving Hip Hop Atlanta, uh, for those of you who watch it, uh, same. I mean, textbook. If you said what is a player, you you know, or a man in the player stage, how, what you saw from him uh, and and uh, was it Erica and uh, Shay, you know, the porn star chick. I remember a couple of years ago, my homie said, "Yo, you gotta check out." Remember uh, Bucky from from Flavor of Love? I said, "Yeah." He's like, "Yo, this chick is on on tape. Somebody uh, ejaculating in her face." I said, "What?" Uh, he said, yeah, so he showed it to me. He's like, yo, it was like, bam. And then she had to, I know it's a little, maybe too much information, but she, she there's no respect for herself. I saw it in my own eyes. This dude is, is, is smashing it all crazy. He turns, hitting it from the back. He turns her around, just like in a porn star style, ejaculates in her face, and she's like, oh, you just nutted all over me, laughing. I'm like, you dirty hoe. You know what I'm saying? Like who who says that? Like who? You know, like just absolute ridiculous. And this is Shay from, you know, from Love and Hip Hop that Scrappy has left his baby's mom for, and you know, considering wifing up. Like that's just crazy. That's just that's just ridiculous. And that's the that's but that's what it is for many of you guys. You know, and a lot of y'all can relate to that. You're like, wow, you know. I dealt with a scrappy, you know, in and out of jail, can't keep a job, trying to be a rapper, want to be a thug, you know, left me, cheated on me for some hoe who he probably did the same exact thing to. That's, listen, that's what Dwayne Wade did to the chick, 
right? That, I mean, that's what happens. That's what you do to women like that. You, you know, I'm just, you know, it's, you know, it's 2014. No need to sugarcoat it. That's what men do. They hit it one good time from the back, a couple good times in the back. You know, we we pick out the women with the tramp stamps, and, and they become targets, like Gerald Howard told you all a couple of years ago. That's what tramp stamps are for. They're used specifically to ejaculate on. And a lot of women, they don't like that. They don't want to say, well, well that's not why I got my tramp stamp. And I, in fact, I don't even call it a tramp stamp. Why not? I, say, I didn't ask you why you got it. I'm telling you how it's being viewed. I'm telling you what it's going to be. That might not have been the original intent you know, in getting it, but that's what it's going to be used for. I can, I can promise you that. You know? And so it's all this show specifically is designed to help you avoid being a target, literally and figuratively, right? I'm just Courtney. You you don't have a tram stamp, but you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I mean, I you know I've seen it before. I know women that have it, and I, I never understood the denial about it. I, I mean, people say that they don't get it for that reason, but for what other reason would you get it? You can't unless you like you know try to turn around and look in the mirror but like why else would you get it get a tattoo you can't see unless it was for sexual purposes i mean that's all and again i don't i don't even want to get caught i mean that's a great advice from courtney but i don't even want to get caught up in your reasoning for getting it i don't care why you got it i don't care what it means to you if you get a tramp stamp it is going to be viewed as a target. Don't you guys know that's how men talk? That's what we specifically make it a habit of doing? Nobody wants to tell y'all that. Nobody wants to keep it real with y'all about that, but that's what it is. And that's just one. So I guess what my point is, is don't be, you don't, first of all, don't be Erica getting strung along, and don't be Bucky or Shay, whatever you want to call her, getting ejaculated on the face. Either one is there that you got two opposite you know ends of the spectrum? But if you notice, the thug, the player, he ain't end up with neither one of them. That's what players do. They do what they do, and you think that oh, okay, when he gets done with the hoe, he's gonna. I thought I could change him. I thought he would change eventually after he got out of the player stage. One of the main things that we'll talk about tonight in regards to the player stage is that you can a man will never transition from the player stage to the ready-to-settle-down stage while he's dealing with a woman, whether that's you or whoever. There has to be that period of time where he's single, where he had wakes up one you know Sunday morning, you know cries his eyes out, prays to God and say God I want better I'm sick of this I'm sick of these hoes, and said you know what I'm, I want a wife I want to be a better man that he's not gonna be a better man dealing with you, trust me on that he has to go through it alone if you try to take that journey with him, it's not gonna work out for you. And it's not going to work out for him. That's why you've been with him for seven years. That's why the whole situation has gone on 12 years, because it, it, it can't happen. Well, a lot of women are saying, well, well, what if I, you know, what if I leave him alone? I mean, can, can he come back to me after he's out? No, he doesn't want you, period. 
he is going to get married at some point. He is going to marry somebody eventually. After he goes from the player stage to the ready to settle down stage, he will not be with you though. He because he didn't want you then, and he certainly won't want you if he once he's ready to settle down. Otherwise, he would have just married you then. You know, it doesn't happen like that. That's the and the and if you're even asking that question, that means you're doing what the Bible says not to do, which is do not lean on your own understanding, but instead in all your ways acknowledge him and he. Not the horoscopes, but God will direct your path. A lot of people are leaning on horoscopes when they should be leaning on God. What's up with that, Courtney? I used to be one of those people. You should depend on that for everything. It should be the first thing I read every single morning. wouldn't read a Bible, but I would read my horoscope. That's crazy. And buy books on it, yeah. Wait, you would buy books on your horoscope? I would buy books. Um, yeah, on horoscopes, and but more specifically, the compatibility of the zodiac sign. Like I used to be very, very into it at one point. That's crazy, but mm-hmm. you know it's real. We talked about that the other night. That's real. Let's talk about some other, um, you know, uh, symptoms. And I see a couple of calls. We'll go back to the lines in a second. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to know if you, in fact, are dealing with a dog, a player, or if you have a man who's in the ready-to-settle-down stage. I told you, I, mean, I wake up some days, and I'm just like, I hate Courtney. I wasn't going to do a live show tonight. I was going to come back live tomorrow and do the uh, the 12 Years a Slave, being a black man in white America, which that show is coming, definitely. But, you know, I woke up today, and I said, you know what, man, it's, you know, this is something that's on my heart. We need to talk about this. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of players out there. It's a lot of it's a lot of dudes out there, you know, who's really attacking our sisters. They're targeting our our, our sisters, man. Our black queens. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what y'all all have. The, that's not what y'all all are. All of y'all aren't queens, but y'all have the potential. There are some queens out there, but so, and but everyone has the potential to be a queen, a beautiful black queen. Take that weave out your hair. Take the makeup off. Take that fake crap off. <clears throat> Let down the emotional wall. Get that relationship with God straight. Stop having sex. You know, and you know those are the types of things that will, will will liberate you. Those are the types of things that men look for in a wife. Anything outside of that, you know, you're probably going to end up, you know, being the topic of tonight's show. You know, having to figure out how to stop dealing with a player. You know, because understand, even all players, all even me. See, I was in the player stage at one point in my life. That's what a lot of, where a lot of this information comes from. I can tell you what a man in the player stage does because I was a player. Like that's just what it was. It was fun. When you think of a player, you're like you're playing something, whether it's baseball, basketball, you know, chess, you know, shooting pool. I mean, you're playing something. You're doing something that's enjoyable. Being a player is actually fun. There's something fun about having a house party and inviting every woman in your phone to the house party and trying to navigate through the the evening without getting caught up. That was fun to me. There's something interesting about going to a club and saying, oh, hey, what's up? Courtney, what you what you doing tonight? Yo, what you and your girlfriend's doing tonight? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, me and my homies, we're going to be here tonight. Y'all should come through. Like, oh, okay, we were thinking about going out anyway, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll show up. You know, we'll see you down there. All right, cool. All right, well, yo, uh, yo, uh, Sabrina, what's up? What you doing tonight? 
Uh, we, me and my girls going. Oh, for real, where y'all going? Are we going here? Oh, for real, are you, I'm going well, to be over here. Y'all might as well come through there. Chill. Give me a, let me get a dance with you. Oh, okay. Boom. Call up somebody else. I, like, I'm at one club with, like, five different women, five sets of girlfriends. That was fun to me. Never got caught. G- girls see me grinding up on one more. Oh, I saw you with your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that. <laughs> oh man, yo, that brings back memories. That was so fun. Yo, it was so much fun. It was hilarious though. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw you with your girlfriend. Never would say anything. You know, they always knew to keep their distance. But then I'll be back with the homies chilling by the bar or something. Mm. Did you have fun? <laughs> Did you enjoy yourself? Did you enjoy your dance? Oh, you mm, you must like that song, huh? Yep. Oh yeah, that's my. Mm, yeah, okay. I like that song too. I couldn't get a dance. I, I, mean, I saw you with your girlfriend. You 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 been mm, you you what you what you having sex with her? Well, oh, that's that's your new girlfriend. Oh, mm, okay. I thought you were single. Okay. All right. Well, well, call me. Call me tomorrow. Like you know, like what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I used to do that. <laughs> what, what what did you used to do? Exactly what you just said. That's why I was laughing so hard. I was like, wow, I used to do that. Like, just try to figure out what was going on with the guy and, um, you know, the women that he would dance with and just to see where I could fit in, where I can get in. And so I would ask those kind of questions just to see. Well, yeah, I used to do that. Right. Wouldn't y'all believe, but see, this is where it gets interesting, which I got to realize is that, you know, after that interrogation, you know, that they just laughed off or whatever, like like it was no big deal, they would still, you know, it was like it, it became a competition to them. You know, after they would see me dancing with so-and-so, they would want to dance with me with so-and-so. And I'm looking like the pimp to the homie. They're like, hey, this dude got like two Megan Goods. This dude got Megan Good and, and Gabrielle Union and Sanaa Lathan all battling for his attention. That's what it was. Don't you, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but me personally, those are the only types of women I dealt with. Anyone who knows, like that's that I didn't, I had a type. You know, that's just what it was. And anything outside of that type, it was for me. Like Marv says, what do you say, five or six? I can't relate. What is it? No, less than eight. I can't relate. You know, and, I mean, I, exactly. That's basically how it goes. But. You know, and you the point is you don't let material, you know, things stand out. Don't let looks, don't let, you know, Gabrielle Union's advice about being a freak in bed cause you to think that that's what these men are really looking for because those things mean absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. Okay? Men are looking for wives and that's just what it is. Not just wives, not just any old wife. A wife for sake for the sake of having a wife, but a wife, you know, who they can love, who they can bring home to mom, who they can take to church. You know, these are all things that get factored into the player stage. Because you gotta realize my mom loves being a, a grandma, <clears throat> right? She loves being a mother in law. And so men love their moms. So a man is always gonna wanna you know, do do the types of things that are going to make his mama proud of him. 
most men, unless you're like a bastard who hates his mom, like, you know what I mean? You're probably going to want to, you know, please your mom. You're going to want to give your mom some grandkids. I don't know a man who doesn't want that. And so if that's not you, then 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 you're not going to be a wife, and that means he's going to be in the player stage because he's going to be dealing with you, but he's going to also simultaneously be trying to replace you. So if you're dealing with somebody who you're trying to replace, well, then that makes you a player because you're playing her. You're cheating on her. You're, you're, you know what I mean? So a lot of women, they get caught up in, well, I met his mother. Ladies, I, I met his family. No, it's not about meeting the family. It's are you a part of the family? That's what y'all don't realize. My wife is a part of my family. That's That's what it is. It's not... Okay, we are, you know, that she just met them or she's seen them around. No, it's, she's now a part of the family, and it was, it was like that even before we were married. I was part of the her family before we were married. Some of y'all, you know, ask yourselves right now. You know, you've met his mom, you've seen his dad, you know of him, but is that your family? You know what I'm talking about, Courtney? Yeah, I mean, cause that, you know, I think. Um a lot of women get mixed up just because they're, you know, introduced one time uh, to the family. They think, oh, well, this means something. But sometimes, like, like men will do that. They'll Actually, I know someone who does that. Like, he'll bring a different woman by every holiday. Like, it's always some, somebody new. But he's not taking any of these women seriously. You know, the, the family knows who the women are, but it doesn't mean anything because they're not a part of the family. It's just another woman he's brought home. Right. So it, it is a difference. Right, it's a huge difference. Let's go to the phone line. See a call on the line from the 313 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tober Show. Hello? Yes, hello, welcome. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, I just kind of tuned in. Um, I didn't really know what the show was about. I was just kind of listening in. Okay, we're talking about players, men in the player stage. Have you dealt with anybody in the player stage? Uh, too many times. <laughs> too many times. Um, I don't even know if I want to get into any specific stories, but yeah, I've dealt with that before. Let me ask you, not without without getting too specific, what was the appeal of those men? Like, what made you deal with them to begin with? <clears throat> Well, I think sometimes as females, like, we want a a boyfriend sometimes, and, like, the single life sometimes isn't all that fun. Like, we make it out to be, like, you know, girls be, like, single, ready to mingle and stuff like that, but they really don't mean it. They be wanting, like, somebody that they can talk to and, like, confide in and everything, like that boyfriend, confidant. And I think sometimes women will do anything or will look past some of the, the signs they see just because they feel like they're about to have something special. Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. You're right. You're right. Where are you calling in from? Um, I'm calling from Detroit. Detroit. It's good to hear from you. <clears throat> Thanks for calling in. But that's she's 100% right. Let me just – she said sometimes, though. Let me just tell you something. There's nothing 
uh, special. There's nothing glamorous. There's nothing positive about being single. That is, being single is a means to an end. It's it's you can do some really great things while you're single. You can use that time to get uh, closer to God. But you know, and don't let me get this scripture out. Uh, in regards to what the word says, and I'll paraphrase though, you know, it doesn't matter what you have. You can be all knowing, you can move mountains, you can be, you know, have all the money in the world, you can do all types of things. But the Bible says, God says, you are nothing without love. Okay? Nothing. The ultimate goal for anyone, for God, is love, is family, is happiness. That's part of the fruit of the Spirit. So if you don't have love, and and have positioned yourself in a mental state that says I'm content without having love, it's okay to have it. I'm not saying you should go jump off a bridge because you don't have it. But what I'm saying, though, it's about while you don't have it, doing the things necessary to get there, to to have it. That's where Tober relationship counseling comes into effect. Yeah, we do marriage counseling. Yeah, we do premarital counseling. Yeah, we do all types of couples counseling, different things like that. But at the end of the day, what I'm passionate about is helping single women, I one, identify the issues that have contributed to uh, them being single and then working together to deal with them. That's all. You know, if that's you guys, definitely take advantage of our pre-Valentine's Day special. Uh, many of you guys took advantage of the two months of, uh, or excuse me, the month of free counseling for the holiday special uh, that we do from up to uh, Thanksgiving up until the New Year. Uh, now we're doing our, our pre-Valentine's Day special. So if you're interested in, in hearing about that and, you know, you want love in 2014, uh, certainly you want love in 2015, I'd start the process now, 855-55-DAYDON. All right. What else can we talk about, Courtney? What what else is uh, you know, if you if you had to name one thing that was uh in uh, a indicative of a, a man in that player stage, what would it be for you? Um, I would say um being with that person for a long time um without you know, any type of commitment at that point, that commitment being marriage. Because right. being with someone for an extended period of time. I know a lot of people that have been in relationships for 10-plus years um, with men in the player stage. So that's something that comes to mind. Right. That's an excellent one. That's Not only is that a, a huge sign that you're dealing with someone in the player stage, but that's actually the number one sign that you are actively being cheated on. Okay? I mean, that like not cuz there's a lot of men who are in the player stage but aren't necessarily cheating. But, you know, if you if you've been quote unquote, you know, dealing with somebody for for years, if you've been, you know, dating for several months, I mean, you're you're pretty much, you know, he's not viewing you as that special woman. Like it's it's and and most likely it's not gonna happen. He doesn't want to be with you. Okay, so that's I mean that's pretty much how that goes. Um, another that I don't even think we need to spend. I mean because you there's one thing there's it's one thing to to talk about getting married. You know I ask them I say well yeah so have you guys talked about getting married? And they say oh yeah, yeah yeah we've talked yeah men are really good talkers, but very few men will actually go down to K Jewelers actually go down to you know, Tiffany's or wherever the heck else they're going these days 
and actually, you know, purchasing a ring. We did a show a couple couple months ago on entitled The Ring Don't Mean a Thing, which is a really good show because we talked about, you know, what the the, the engagement process is like, what all goes into the decision-making process, how do we pick out the ring we're going to give to you, what what mental state do we have to be in to, to really say this is the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, but... If if he's only talking about it and he's been talking about it and you guys have argued about it and you've nagged about it, bottom line is he just doesn't want to be with you. I mean, that's that's basically all that it is. He just doesn't want to be with you. And, not, and there's nothing you can do to make him want to be with you. A lot of women think, well, I, I was a good wife. I was a good woman. You can be a good woman all you want to. But if he doesn't want to be with you, you can be the best woman in the world. But he just doesn't want you. I've dealt with some good women, but I just didn't want to be with them. And at this point, ladies, you have to understand, one, what stage your man is in. Two, does he actually want to be with you? I'm not talking about does he want to have sex with you. Does he want to show up at this event with you on his arm? I'm talking about does he want to spend the rest of his life with you? The answer to that question is actually relatively easy. You just have to know the signs. Another sign is arguments. You know, we talk about this a lot. lot, You know, does he argue with you? Do y'all argue? Do y'all have disagreements? Or is everything hunky-dory? Is everything, you know, peaches and cream? Okay, because if if y'all never argue, guess what? That means that he, at the end of the day, really doesn't care about you. Okay, I mean, that's just, you know, what it is. He doesn't want to be with you. Um... You know, it means he doesn't care what you do. He doesn't care how you do it. And I think that y'all have to realize, you know, when you're being viewed. If, if you like, for example, I had a nice little, uh, when I, I she was young. You know, like I was young, but she was even younger. And, like, she just would come over, and it was just sex. Right? I mean, that's that's just all it was. It, you know, so it wasn't anything to argue about. You know, we didn't need to fight about anything. You know, I just didn't want to be with her. And I think a lot of women, they they, they, they cheat themselves, you know, out of good relationships, you know, with, with men that they could be with just because they're dealing with men because they, quote, unquote, get along so well. You know anything about that? Yeah. I, I know everything about that. I know everything what do you know about, about I know about um, holding on to someone because of the quote-unquote chemistry and um, just really thinking how everything was just going so well because, you know, there were no arguments. It seemed like, you know, we got along well, could talk for a long period of time. And, you know, I would try to rationalize there and not being any arguments just by saying, well, you know, he's just a good man because, you know, he doesn't let anything get to him. Nothing ever bothers him. So I, I love to have a man like that. When, But, you know, thinking back in hindsight, it's like obvious that, okay, he didn't argue because he didn't care about me, you know, at all. And then also thinking, I remember him telling me just about ex-girlfriends that he had and how things that they did would make him angry and nothing I did could ever make him upset. In fact, he just thought a lot of things were just funny because he didn't care. Right. So. That's what it is. A lot of women, they, they think it's something other than what it is. 
<clears throat> they think that getting along or having a good connection means you're going to spend the rest of your life together, but that's actually not what it means at all. You know, it means that he just doesn't care about you enough to to break up the monotony, to 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 cause problems, to to express himself. You know, and I think that once you really take a look at, you know, what you want for your life, you don't want someone who who never shows emotion. You don't want someone who who never uh, makes his opinion known. Like I, I still argue with my wife sometimes. I mean, we we still have disagreements, but it's just it's because. You know, I care is because she cares, and you know, it, it's all about striving for perfection. No, there's no perfect relationship. There's no per- perfect husband. Uh, you know, other than myself, there's no perfect wife. You know, I'm just playing. You know, what I mean, like no one's perfect. But if you strive for perfection, you know, then 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 you will you will achieve it. So, any thoughts on that? Uh, no, I mean I. I feel like you said it all. I mean, those are some great points. Um, just showing how, you know, how it should look when a man cares about you. You know, he's going to value, you know, your opinion. And he's going to, you know, there will be disagreements, but that's not a bad thing. And we as women, we need to stop looking at just the good times and just having good times all the time as being a good sign. So that keeps us in the situation longer than we have to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. So another thing that's a, a, you know we're talking tonight. If you're just joining us, specific signs that you are dealing with someone in that player stage. Honestly, you know the lack of a relationship with Christ. You know that's I mean to be real with you, it's very hard as a, for really for anybody to say, okay, I'm going to be with one person. For the rest of my life, you know, and I'm I'm going to be faithful, and I'm, I'm you know, and that's just what it's going to be indefinitely. It's very hard to do that when, you know, you're you're not rooted in in God. Like if you're trying to abstain from sex, and it's like, okay, I'm not going to have sex. Well, it's like, okay, well, why are you not going to have sex? Like if you if you don't if you're not a Christian, and you're not not having sex. Specifically because of your religious and spiritual convictions, why aren't you having sex? If that's the case, we might as well just be out here preaching, um, you know, wrap it up like BET does, wrap it up, protect yourself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really. So if you if you're not a Christian, if if you're not worried about and you don't have the fear of God, you might as well have sex. It feels good, you know. What the heck? But the the main reason that people that we shouldn't fornicate is specifically because of wanting to be better Christians, wanting to do what's pleasing in God's sight, not wanting to sin, which separates us from God. So when you have somebody, when you're dealing with somebody whose relationship with God is not really, it's non-existent, you need to understand they're going to be out here enjoying the, the, the world. And most likely that means indulging in more than one woman. I know y'all. I know that when the whole thing went over some, just like right over some people's heads. But if you, you know, if you're a Christian, I'm talking about a real Christian, not not you know a Barack Obama Christian. I'm not not those types of Christians, but like like somebody who stands up for homosexuality and gay rights and like. I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about true Christians who follow the teachings of the Bible and who will herald and defend it against the world, right? Those guys, those Christians then you will understand exactly what I'm talking about. 
You know what I'm talking about, Queen. You know how it was dealing with somebody who with no relationship with God, or even when you had no relationship with God, it was no need to abstain from sex. Right. I mean, that that really was the case. It wasn't just them. It was me, too. So I had no problem with, you know, um, fornicating. I had no problem with, you know, getting completely wasted with those people, you know, having drinking buddies and all that stuff. It, it was It was nothing to me. It was nothing. At the time, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, it's you know, it's it's unfortunate that you know people are, um, you know, they try to um, please the world, you know. But the Bible says it, you know. There will come a time when people, based on their own evil, sinful, worldly desires, will seek out people to surround themselves who they can, who will help make that easier, you know. And that's just all it is. Uh, let's get let's get into some other things. Um, you know, somebody who's still going out. You know, I, I in fact I got a letter from somebody today I want to read. But yeah, I mean, you know, when somebody's always in the club, when someone's always at the bar, they're always in the mix. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, the reason for that is because they are uh, still searching. Okay, they're still searching. They're still looking. They're still uh, desiring the world. They're still looking for someone better. Uh, than what they feel as though they have in you. And so if that's how you're being viewed, okay, he doesn't appreciate you. You know, he doesn't want you. He's searching for your replacement. That's why a lot, in many cases, because all men are looking for love, because all men are looking for wives, they they break up with you, they disappear on you. Next thing you know, they're engaged, they're married six months later. That's because they were always looking to get married. You're saying, well, no, I, I thought he was, he was afraid of commitment. He didn't want to get married. No, he, he wasn't afraid of commitment. He just didn't want to commit to you. And that's that's pretty much how that goes. Uh, any thoughts on that? You ever dealt with someone in a similar situation? Yes, I, I I have, and I used to make up those same excuses just about how they weren't ready. And even when I stopped dealing with them, I, it was some hope there that you know they would come back to me and we would get back together and things would be happily ever after. But you know, then you go on Facebook, and then this was during my stalking days. I would go on the profile, and then I would be in a relationship with. And then, I mean, that's a, that was a reality check to let me know that I just wasn't on um, the woman that, you know, these men were looking for. Right, right. That's deep. I mean, you know, and that's that's pretty much what it is. A lot of times people don't understand that, you know, one of the major signs or uh, examples of the the player stage is that they are ready for stability, but not exclusivity. And there's a big difference between the two. You know what am I talking about? The dog stage is like one big sex fest. A lot of a lot of sex in the dog stage. A lot of one night stands. A lot of casual encounters. Um, but what people don't realize is that when you go to, um, you know. When you do certain things, when you get to a certain point in life, you know, there are, after a certain point, and I hit this point, there's really not anything else you can do. It's like when you've been to the best strip clubs, when you've had sex with the best women, when you've been to literally the best parties on every level, whether it's high school, whether it's the collegiate level, whether it's the young black professional level, 
Well, I mean, you know, whatever it is, like when you've when you've done that, like when you've been at every VIP, you know, sat on every VIP couch, you know, party with the celebrities. I mean, it's like like with me, my what was it? I don't even remember. Was it my twenty fifth birthday or my maybe my thirtieth birthday? One of those birthdays. Many of you may remember. I, I was like Diddy, Jamie Fox, uh, Boris Cujo. You know, we got the pictures all up there. You know, you know what I mean. Like even Dre. You know how it is. Dre, who used to be on the show, he's. And that's his whole thing, you know what I mean? Like that was that's just what my my life was. <laughs> when you're cool, one of the biggest party promoters in the, one of the biggest cities in the country, like you're gonna have some fun, you're gonna do some things. And so when you've done it on that level, it's like at some point, what else is there to do? You know, when you've been in the frat, you know, for for years, and you've traveled to every college, you know, that was were worthy of going to. At some point, you say, "Wow, you know what? This gets old. This gets tiring. I wanna, I want some stability." But a lot of times, men have that stability in which they seek, but the exclusivity is the problem, you know, for many men. And that's where the player stage becomes problematic because, as you saw in How to Be a Player with Bill Bellamy, he had Lark Voorhees. You know, who was the ultimate dime. Understand that. <laughs> understand. And this is, you know, no disrespect to anybody. But understand Lark Voorhees, for me, back in the day, and if you look, I mean, you know, when, when the fellas get together and we have those conversations of the most beautiful women of all time, Lark Voorhees is at the top of multiple lists, including mine. Just, you know, celebrity, like, that's just, you know, and and not so much, or definitely because of her looks, you know, in her heyday, but more so because of that nice, sweet Lisa Turtle personality that every man fell in love with from Saved by the Bell. A lot of women don't get that. They think that you have to be stuck up. They think that you have to have an attitude. They don't know nothing about Lisa Turtle from back in the day, who was the ultimate wife. Y'all, oh man, y'all don't want to hear this. Like. You see what I'm saying? Like, Courtney, these women, they're, they're trying to be the opposite of Lisa Turtle. She had long, real hair, relatively no makeup, nice, beautiful, natural beauty, nice, humble, just sweet personality. The go, will go down in history as one of the most beautiful and desirable women in the history, in history, ahead of Halle Berry. And women are, they're, they're sitting up here trying to be Nicki Minaj. They're trying to be Beyonce. Like I, I just I mean I can't say I don't get it because I do get it, but you were one of those women at one point. Yes, I was. I idolized Nicki Minaj at one point. I was never. What the heck? What the know. heck? <laughs> yeah, I was never a Beyonce fan, but I, I really did like try to model myself after Nicki Minaj. Just by the way. You know, I, I would try to act like her, and I would quote a lot of her, you know, lyrics and stuff like that. And I just thought that's what men wanted at one point. What the heck? Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, let me ask you, what made you think that that's what we wanted? Because I would see men lust after her, and I would um, say lust for, you know, love. Or, you know, men looking at her and viewing her as a wife. No, that's real. I appreciate. I give Courtney a hard time, but you know, I get it. That's what happens in many cases. You know, they mistake lust for love, 
you know, and men, and I mean, you know, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. You know, Nicki Minaj is actually a, a beautiful woman. She's not sexy, and she definitely isn't classy, but as far as, you know, when you strip down, I've seen her with no makeup. I'm like, she's a pretty girl. You know, you take all that crap away, she would be, she would be a pretty girl, you know, but a lot of women, they, they're, they're trying to be what she is after all of the makeup, after the butt implants, after the fake breasts, after the Instagram stuff. Like, men, the, the only men who lust after, you know, Nicki Minaj are men who haven't had, <laughs> who haven't had, dealt with the Lark Voorheeses of the world, you know, the Halle Berry's of the world. You know, the Rosalind Sanchez's of the world. You're not going to lust after Beyonce when you've been to places like the Dominican Republic and seen actual beautiful women, like actual, like real beauty. You know, when you've been to Africa, when you've been to, you know, uh, you know, I mean, just all all over. There are beautiful women all over the world, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. Like, when you, when you go around the world, you don't see the fakeness. That's like an African-American thing. You know, you know, you go to Africa, you don't really see weaves all like that, purple hair, green hair. You don't see the Nicki Minaj's. Nicki Minaj is the laughingstock of African uh, civil, uh, countries and, and, and cultures over there. Nobody wants to. It's like, why would you want to put that crap in your hair? So, I mean, that's, that's you know, we, we've talked about it. We will continue to talk about it because, one, because nobody else is talking about it, but, two, because it's just, it's, this is what's missing from the black community. Okay? That's what we got to talk about. What else? Um, I, I would say this. Moving to the next level, okay, is going to, and I want to do some advice questions, but a lot of women, they, they they are dealing with a man, specifically waiting and hoping, and even in many cases praying that it will move to that next level. If it hasn't moved to that next level, I'm just telling you right now, it's not going to the next level. Okay, it it you know if it hasn't, it, I always say it doesn't take until five o'clock to realize that it's going to be a sunny day outside. Okay, you know what kind of day it's going to be by about ten eleven o'clock. Okay, it's either going to be a nice day or it's going to be a rainy day. That's just what it is. If it's going to be a rainy day, you you know you stay inside. If it's going to be a nice day, you look at the weather, you plan your day, and you you know you you outside. We as men, we look at the weather report, so to speak, and we plan our day. If you catch the analogy, okay, we plan. One way or another, we're going to plan. We're either going to plan to marry you and actually marry you, or we're going to plan to string you along until we meet so-and-so, break your heart, and then marry someone else. That's all in the plan. If you think that that man doesn't know what he's doing, he's like, I want a man who, 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 who doesn't uh, – who, who knows what he wants out of these men today. They don't know what they want. Not all men know what they want. Everybody knows exactly what they want. If you think they don't know what they want, that means they don't want you. That's just what it is. Does that hurt your feelings as a woman, Courtney? I know it hurts a lot of women's feelings. No. <laughs> no, that doesn't hurt my feelings at all. It is what it is. It is what it is. I think the problem is that women, you know, after, you know, they find out that the man does not view them in that way, they take that 
so much to heart that they say, you know what, I don't want to deal with men ever again or I want to blame men for everything. No, I mean, here's the thing. Do, you know, the self-reflection that's needed, but also know that just because that man didn't want you doesn't mean that no one else will. So there's no need to get, you know, upset about it because there is someone out there for you. You just have to do your part. Yeah, it's deep. You know, it is what it is. You know, let's talk about, um, let's do some of these advice questions. You know, I got some definitely uh, definitely some interesting questions sent in uh, from the listeners. Here's a question right here, a young woman. Uh, this is an oldie but goodie. Someone, she sent this a while ago. I think there was a discussion about it in the uh in the in the Facebook uh, group, young woman said, "I'm a I'm a young woman who's been with my boyf- boyfriend for almost four years. I love him. He's had two kids on me, but we decided to work it out and stay together. I'm really trying hard, but uh, if you've ever stayed after infidelity, you can relate. But it's even worse when it results in children." He can't understand why I'm always tripping about him being on the phone with his baby mom uh, all the daggone time like they're best friends. Don't get me wrong. I understand that he has to have some type of relationship with her, uh, but where should I draw the line? Am I being insecure? He doesn't understand that I trusted him, and now that he abused it twice, uh, more than sorry. Hold on. And now that he abused it, it takes more than sorry. Uh, what should I do? What do you guys think? Now, I wanted to talk about this one tonight in particular because this is a good example of a man in the player stage. You know, not only is it a good example of a man in the player stage, it's a good example of a woman who, unfortunately, this is a deadly combination. You have a player and a woman who is afraid to leave a player for fear of being alone, which is, which is deep. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, this, I feel like this situation is um, pretty cut and dry. You know, I think she knows what's going on. I mean, it's it's obvious by, you know, listening to the um, letter that, yes, yeah, she's afraid to leave because she's afraid to, you know, be by herself. And she also knows that he's sleeping with other women. I mean, it's so obvious. But, you know, part of her wants to work it out, but, to be honest, it's not worth it's not worth it. It's causing more harm. You know, it's not doing anything good for her. So if I were her, I definitely would, you know, walk away. I can relate to that type of situation, but it's best just to walk away before you get too too deep into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's it's deep. You know, it's it's definitely. Let me. This is what I'll say about that. I think that. Yeah, first of all, who did, does this remind you of anybody, Courtney? Um, not off top. Who are you? Oh, you think Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade? Of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is their situation right here. Yeah. She just said she stayed with him, you know, after he had a baby, you know, and that, I mean, this just kind of goes to show you how common this stuff is. You know, this is a young woman from, I believe, a, a small town in Mississippi someplace. But whether it's Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, wherever, you know, you might you guys might be listening from Detroit. You know, or if it's, you know, your favorite celebrity basketball player, the situations are the same. And, and all the only thing that keeps women 
in these in these circumstances is that fear of being alone and and being afraid to trust that God does have someone better for them. You know, and that's really what it is. Once you realize that, you know, there's there becomes no no need, no reason to stay, you know, in a situation like this. Um I mean, really there's nothing else to say about it. You know, she says, "What should I do? What do you think?" Well, what you should do is you should you should leave him alone. I mean, that's you should break up with him. You should eliminate him from your life completely and and focus on your relationship with God, focus on healing and uh building 100% emotional availability and then um and then God can bless you with love. I mean, that's what you should do. There's nothing you know, there's no need to talk about the situation. We don't need to bash the man. We don't need to bash the woman. It's just the situation is what it is. The question is, how long are you going to stay in that situation? That's all there is. You know, so there's that. Um, another question here, a young woman wrote into the show. They don't, how long should it be before a man decides to propose to a woman? Oftentimes women don't know when they're being strung along. There's a huge, this is a huge fear of mine, being stuck and not knowing when to get out. Um, Courtney, I'm going to let you start that one off. Like, what? what's your thoughts on that? Well, I feel like if she, if this is pertaining to a situation that she's in, then it's already been too late. You know, it's, it's already, it's not going anywhere. But, um, you know, to be more specific, in those types of situations, I'm not a man, of course, but just from my understanding of this and what we talk about, it doesn't take that long. It doesn't take a long period of time. It doesn't take, a, you know, two, three-plus years for a man to know he wants to spend the rest of his life with you. You know, I would think within the first six months he'll know whether or not, and sometimes sooner, just depending on the situation. But, you know, it, it doesn't take that long for a man to know whether or not he sees the future with you. It's just all about you just having that discernment to know you know, if it's a good situation or not. That's why it's so important to keep God first because when you don't have God first, that's when you start getting confused. You're like, well, I don't know, and that's when all the questions come in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, I mean, honestly, a lot of these questions that we're, that we're even doing now, we probably should have did them first just because, you know, everything we've been saying throughout the course of tonight's show really has answered every single one of these questions in detail. Uh, I mean, you know, how long should it be? See, I, I think we we get too wrapped up in, even as a culture, the rules. You know, we get so overly concerned with what should be and what shouldn't be as opposed to what you want it to be. You know, and what I mean by that is, you know, if a, a man, it's not about how long should he take to propose to you. It's about, okay, like, does he even want to be with you? Because what, what you got to realize is a lot of men propose that don't even want to be with you. They just propose just to shut you up, or they just propose because they themselves have a have a fear of being alone. They themselves struggle with insecurities about what else is out here. They themselves don't have that trust and that great relationship with God, so they just propose. So it's not about you know the time frame. He could propose after five years, or he could propose after eight months. And, it, you know, either one. But usually what I've found is the relationships that, you know, that that happen, you know, that move to that next level relatively quickly are the ones that succeed, mainly because those are the men 
who actually love and want to be with that woman. When you deal with somebody for years, typically the fact that you've took, taken so long is indicative of the fact that you you know you really just don't want to be with them all like that, or you or or you're not passionate about it, or you've had some significant second doubts about it. Not saying it can't work out, but I'm just saying, is that really the type of man who you want to be with, or are you just settling because you have the fear of being alone? That's the and that's where it becomes you know important to be honest. Um, any any last thoughts on that one before we keep it moving? Uh, no, no, keep it moving. Yeah, I mean, it's just and and I would just encourage anybody, you know, if you're in that situation, I'd say, you know, just just you know, really open your eyes. I mentioned, uh, you know, we talked about little Scrappy, you know, in his relationship with Shay. I think when you look at people like uh, Stevie J, Mimi, and Jocelyn. You know, that's a great example of, you know, the hoe. I mean, really, they're all hoes. I mean, like, Mimi is, you know, she's no one's wife. I mean, she's clearly exhibiting hoeish behavior as far as, you know, how she carries on. But, you know, total lack of respectability. But a lot of women look at themselves like her. You know, oh, I'm the baby's mom. I'm the, you know, I'm not I'm not Jocelyn, so that means I'm not a hoe. I'm not being viewed as a hoe. You don't have to be a stripper to be looked at as a hoe, ladies. You don't have to be, you know, uh, you know, looked at like that. To just because you you res, you have respectability, just because you don't show your butt and your boobs, that doesn't mean that you're not being viewed as a hoe or a freak or a jump off. You understand? You, you have you have to understand that. Uh, and, and love and hip hop uh, is a is a good example of that. I mean, you know, where, where you have the little scrappy, and, and Erica and Shay. You know, they, those those two women are, are kind of co- contrasting. You know, Erica and Shay are kind of opposite. You know, excuse me, uh, Jocelyn and uh, what the heck, you know, Mimi are, are kind of opposite, although not really. Both ghetto is crap. But, you know what I'm saying, Where but whereas you have uh, Mr. Panky, you know, Peter Guns, him and his two ladies, there's not a lot of difference there. Is there, Courtney, are you familiar with those two? Are those three? Yeah, I am. I am. Right. So these are all men who clearly, clearly are in that player stage. Okay? They they are enjoying their their good looks or you know what I mean? Their fame, their fortune, uh their you know, their opportunities to Indulge in you know everything that the industry has to offer. They're having a good time. They're not interested in. I'm not going to say they're not interested in settling down because I do believe that they all three of these men, at the end of the day, want love. But it just so happens that the women that we see them dealing with, they just don't want those women. Like all of these men will eventually settle down. Trust me on that. Just like everybody settled, like even look. I mean, look at everybody. Look at, look at Mike Tyson. Look at like a lot of these guys. They end up getting getting married. They end up settling down. It, you know what I'm saying? And and people don't seem to understand that it takes a certain type of woman for a man to want to settle down with them. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Do you ever wonder why, like, what it took to get that love? Yeah. You know, I used to just think about 
you know, specifically about the players. But I used to really think that, you know, the most notorious players, that's how they're going to be for the rest of their lives. And so it wasn't anything about me. Like, I wasn't the problem. They were the problem. And so they were the ones that just weren't ever going to get married. And, you know, they weren't looking. Just because of just thinking about how I was treated by those men, I really, I didn't do that self-reflection, you know, back then. Right, right. And that's where because that's where self-reflection becomes so uh, so evident, you know, or I should say so important. And or in the lack of it is it becomes evident because, you know, if you're not really reflecting on you and what you bring to the table, a lot of women, you know, in fact, most women I've come in contact with, they'll tell you straight up, you know, I'm a good woman, and it's them. They're, they have the fear of commitment. They have the, the daddy issues and the mommy issues and the, you know, commitment phobia. You know, it's not, no, it's, nobody has a commitment of or a fear of commitment. I've never heard of that. I've never seen that. No man has a fear of commitment. The fear is having a fear of, of committing to the wrong woman. That's the real fear. That was one of my fears, actually, to be honest with you guys. I just didn't want to commit to the wrong woman. So that's why a lot of uh, men take forever. That's why a lot of men, you know, string you along, because there's just the, the fear that they want to, that they, that they don't, that they will, you know, give up their last name, spend the rest of their life unhappy, have to end up, you know, miserable, like a lot of these guys out here, you know, and, and that's just not a... That's not something positive to think about. Um, so that's that. Get ready to wrap it up. I, there's one more question before we get up out of here and wrap up around 11 o'clock. But, um, you know, I just want you all to think about tonight, man. Like, really think about what you heard. Because, you know, you get a chance, whether whether it's Gabby, Dwayne Wade, Mr. Panky, um, you know, uh, Lil Scrappy, Stevie J., I mean, really, whoever, whoever it is, it doesn't matter who it is. There are tons of examples of the type of men who you know you don't want anything to do with. All right, and if and if you are the type of woman who finds yourself dealing with those types of men, you've got to look internally. In fact, I've got a question from a young woman. She wrote in and said, "Dayton, this is why my fella and I aren't speaking right now. He was a great guy." Reminds me a lot of how you speak. We've done the talking for hours. Our first date was walking at the park. Everything was going great until we saw each other out a few weeks ago. We both were surprised to see each other, but he didn't stand up from his chair. Uh, but he didn't stand up from his chair. He was happy to see me, and he was staring at me, but he didn't stand up. I walked past him. And he goes home and blocks me from his Facebook page. And I have and hasn't hasn't spoken to me since. I've done a lot to prove that I am into him, but he's letting his pride and his ego be the deciding factor for him. Not uh, instead of just talking to me about it. I'm accustomed to men standing up in my presence, regardless of how surprised or happy they are to see me. What suggestions do you have, Courtney? As a woman, what do you make of this situation? Although she didn't say it in the letter, um, it sounds like, well, obviously he's not he's not into her, but it sounds like there was some sex involved, and once he got what he wanted from her, 
he didn't need her anymore, or he wasn't, you know, he didn't wasn't looking to talk to her anymore. Because I mean, why why else would you have that time apart? Like unless something happened. Right. That's it. Good. Exactly. That's what I'm gonna say about that. When it comes to men, ladies. I definitely agree with Courtney that there was most likely some sex goes uh, at some point going down. Uh, she, but she said that I have, you know, first of all, she said me and my fella. What the heck is a fella? My fella, my dude, my boo, you know, my baby. You know, listen, if you have to use any of those types of words to describe the the type you know your relationship or the man that you're dealing with if it's anything other than my boyfriend my fiance my husband you know i mean honestly you're you know it's not about what you want or how you want to look at it it's about how we as men are looking at it and that's the that's what you're not you're not understanding that we as men absolutely hate having feelings for someone, significant feelings for someone, but being in a state of limbo. So if we find ourselves in a state of limbo with you and we allow it to remain in a state of limbo, that basically means that we don't want to be with you and we are enjoying the player stage by going out and dealing with other women, uh, you know, and, and but even more specifically if we allow you to be out in the world unspoken for, you know, unclaimed, that means we're taking a chance at someone else being able to come back and scoop you up. Now, there's not a man on the planet who would do that if he actually wants you. Like, for example, Courtney, if you go to the store and you see a jacket on the on the clearance rack, it's a normally a $400 jacket, but it's on sale for 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 seventy nine ninety nine, you try it on. It fits you perfectly. You know it would. It's the jacket you've always wanted. You would love it. The price is right. It looks great. Are you gonna put it, leave it on that rack, and then go do the rest of your shopping and and hope that it's still on that clearance rack when you come back, you know, from shopping? No, I'm gonna take it off that rack and put it and buy it. <laughs> There's no going back for it later because I want it, so I'm gonna get it. Right. And that's what these men do. We want it, so we're going to get it. We want you, we're going to get you. We're not going to leave you on the rack. We're not going to leave your Facebook page saying nothing or saying single when we really view you as a wife. Like, that's just not things that we do. In fact, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to claim you. We're going to wife you up. We're going to you know, marry you and, you know, get engaged to you and take you on that trip that you want to go on. These are all things that we're going to do as opposed to just talking about doing. And so I would just encourage everybody who's, you know, uh, been listening to tonight's show. I mean, we're going to talk about that situation, but I just want to drive that point home because that really epitomizes what we're here for tonight is is understanding, you know, what is the, the, the thought process behind being a player, you know what I'm saying? Like we can we can talk about okay, yeah, he's a player, he's a player, but like what what is the thought process like? Why is he doing it? What is he thinking when he's doing it? How is he viewing you? That's making him do it. 
And that's what is the only way until you start to understand men. You can never think like a man, but all you can do is hope to understand how we think, why we do the things that we do, so you can avoid those things from happening to you. But what I think happened in this situation, just to kind of wrap this one up, is a lot of women, they, they, you know, they, they show themselves to want to be the man in the relationship. You know, you know. For example, ladies, you you can't. The only way you're going to get wifed up is if you literally have the best personality of any woman that we've ever met. So, if you are the type of woman who literally is confrontational, who is, um, you know, just has an attitude. Like, it's just not, I mean, we don't, we're not trying to be combative. We don't want to deal with the woman who's combative. The Bible specifically says it's better to, to be in the desert without any water than to live with a contentious wife. I mean, so no one wants to be, wants to deal with drama or a, a nagging wife. The Bible confirms that on on a number of occasions, in fact. So, in fact, he says there's nothing worse than dealing with a nagging wife. And so why would we want to, in the dating phase, take that to the next level? So, like, if you're a nagging girlfriend, what kind of wife are you going to be? So that's where we get into the player stage. That's where we we start looking. And, again, if you're going to start looking, well, that means you've got to be cheating because you already have somebody. A lot of women are saying, well, once you realize that you just don't want to be with her, why don't you just break up with her? Well, that's a good question, and I agree. That's what should happen, but we're not always here to talk about what should happen. We're here to talk about what will happen and what usually does happen. And usually that's it ends with you getting your heart broken and Courtney crawling through the windows like Spider-Man, right? <laughs> oh, busting windows out the car. That's not, you know, that's not what you want to be doing on a Friday night. I remember I was with uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine, and uh, the uh, irony is that she was a little psycho, but the, the irony of the situation was that, you know, when me and her were together, we were chilling, she had a psycho girlfriend. And this is how this is really just funny how things work out. She was crazy, and she came banging on our door one day, like with my door, and my girlfriend was there at the time was there, and she was like, yo, this nigga been cheating, da 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 Give me your sugar. Give me your sugar. She's like, what? She's like, I'm not giving you my sugar. She's like, no, like, no give me your sugar. I, you got any sugar? I'm going to get the sugar. She was like, I'm not giving you sugar. She went to get some sugar from somebody else's place. I think she got some sugar from a stranger. Took it to his car. Went went to the car. We all went to the car. And she poured sugar in the dude's gas tank. I, I, I didn't even think stuff like that happened. Like, I, I literally saw that. I'm just like, wow. Like, I didn't even want to, you know, get involved. I was just like, wow, you're, like, you're crazy. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, it's freaking psycho, you know? And she did that. And um, the irony, as far as my situation was concerned, a couple years later, you guys know, my girlfriend ended up being psycho. She ended up uh, threatening me and trying to, like, while out, do had this crazy plot. But interestingly enough, the woman who put the sugar in the gas tank ended up having a, a falling out 
with her, with my girlfriend, and she came to me. She was like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, so-and-so, she was, you know she was going to do X, Y, and Z. She was going to mess up your car, and she told me she was going to do all this stuff to get you this and that. And she told me, like, the whole thing. I'm like, wow. And this is somebody I was, like, with, you know, for, you know, like a year and a half. You never know somebody. Like, we did, Courtney and I did a classic show. I believe it was on a Keeping the Road Fridays on how to avoid having a man make you crazy where we discussed Keisha Cole's song. I don't remember the name of the song, but definitely, you know, look that show up if, you, if you've if you ever been made crazy, you know, or, or you know, put in a, a state of mind where you want to do crazy things like bust windows, like climb through windows, like slash tires. You know, I remember I just, back in the day, the same chick, man, psycho. I had two cars back in the day. I had my main car, like my, you know, sport, sports car, and I had my squatter. I had the Topaz, you know what I mean, the Mercury Topaz, you know, the Benz and the Topaz. And uh, I had, uh, I was up at school, and I was going to drive home for, for Thanksgiving break, and me and her weren't getting along. I go outside. I was like, you know, I'm going to wild out a little bit in Philly, so I'm going to take the Benz home. Because I didn't really like driving the Benz on that, like, it was like a five-hour drive, four-and-a-half-hour drive, so... I would drive the squatter back and forth to Philly, you know, put the miles on it or whatever, wear and tear. I mean, I'm going to drive the squatter, let the let the nice car sit. I go out, get into the get into the bins, freaking tires are slashed out. I'm like, yo, what the heck? Chick slashed my tire. But the funny thing is she tried to act like it wasn't her. Like, she didn't even tell me, like, it was like, if you're going to slash my tire, like why, like, why not just tell them? That you did it, like you know what I mean. She act like she didn't know what happened. I'm like, yo, I got a flat tire. She's like, oh, really? But like, is that not crazy? <laughs> that's something I would have done. I mean, that's that's a true psycho. Right, but like it was, we were. The, the funny thing is, we we were not really getting along all like that, but we weren't fighting. Like we didn't just have a fight. We were still on speaking terms. Like she and I, you know, I forget how it came out at the end. I was like, yo. I forget, she told me, you know, she did it, and I asked her, I'm like, yo, like, why did you slash my tires? Like, it wasn't my tires, it was like one tire. And she was like, honestly, I just didn't want you going home and, and, and driving that nice car around and picking up other women. I said, what? <laughs> I, I said, well, hey, I said, I feel you. I say, because you're right, that's exactly what I would have been doing. But, you know, I felt, I mean, she, you know, it, it accomplished uh, the goal that she wanted to, because I definitely would have been down, you know, riding through. That's why I was driving the car home, specifically to ride out with the homies. So, you know, I guess she knew what she was doing. But that that is psycho behavior. In fact, it may even be time in 2000. We probably did that show in, what, at least, you know, I don't know 2010, 2011, something like that. It may be time to revisit the definition of a psycho. I don't know, Courtney. I mean, do we need to? It's, uh, I think we may need to redo it. What's up? I can't wait. Cannot wait. Y'all might, y'all might mess around and hear that, like you know, Monday or something. That's 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 you know, because that's what we need to talk about. That's how we need to. A lot of women they think that it's okay if they're done wrong. It's okay. If they're cheating on, it's justifiable to wild out if somebody does you dirty. No, it's not okay. All that does is show your weakness, and we'll talk more about that when we do that. You know, it's a lot of good shows coming up in 2014. Some of the, I mean, we look at, we started off crazy. 
We did the DMX show. We did the Beyonce show. We did Tonight Show. And this is all in the first week of the new year. We're not playing no games. We did the Christmas show, the Kwanzaa show, the Dirty Bastard show, Friend Zone, Kenya Moore, Can She Take Your Man? We talk, Jive Turkey, Best Man. Y'all missed the Best Man show? Definitely check out Best Man Holiday, our, our in-depth analyzation uh, on, on, the, on the film. Uh, the 90-day rule, you know, how long is too long to wait for sex? We dissected Steve Harvey's ridiculous advice. Good man is hard to find. Fornication show what the Bible says about sex. Is Chivalry Dead in 2013? Halloween special, how to avoid being a, a holiday, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, I'm sorry, a Halloween trick or freak. Sexting, you know what I mean? Like we, you know, bad bitches versus respectable women. Preachers of L.A., betrayal, why men cheat. You know, we've done some, we've been doing some classic shows, guys. A lot of good shows coming up, though, in 2014. we got to keep going forward. we got to keep outdoing ourselves. We're, we're out of here, guys. That's it. I want to thank everybody who called in, everybody who listened in. Appreciate the love on a Saturday night, the Saturday Night Live. Um, definitely mark on your calendar, Summer 2014, my new book, How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man in 365 Days or Less. Going to totally reinvent the, the entire dating and relationship and the literary industry as a whole, uh, in the meantime, order my novel, The Love We Had, on Kindle, Barnes & Noble, all that good stuff, best book you ever read. Check it out. Courtney, great job tonight. Appreciate it. Last but not, li- uh, last but not least, if you guys you know, are going through anything and you want help and you want advice, you want feedback, you know you need someone to talk to from a counseling standpoint, I'm available. Courtney's available, 855-55-DATON or Email Dadon at trctoday.com or Courtney at trctoday.com. We're still doing relationship, uh, you know, specials and, and things like that. Um, one thing I'll say is, you know, if you guys were blessed, if you want to, if you feel led to donate, there's a donate tab specifically set up on trctoday.com for people who can't afford counseling but need it, but want it, but may not have the funding for it. So you can always make donations there. Um, And that's it, man. I thank y'all for listening tonight, and um, I'm going to see y'all tomorrow night. Peace.
Date on tour, come and change your world. 